Hi, I'm Cynthia Khan, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with indie rock and folk singer-songwriter Royal Holland. Hi, Royal. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm doing fabulous tonight. How about you? I'm also doing fabulous. Well, congratulations on the success of your five-song debut EP, The Maze. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's had it, There's been some really good response uh, to it, so it's been very exciting. Well, I listen to all the songs, and I think Statues and Shore are my favorites. Would you tell me a little bit about those two songs? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, those are actually the two songs that seem to be getting the most positive response from the album, uh, the EP. And Statues... Um, was a song that took a long time to write actually it was a uh, it was a hard one it started with just a melody that I had uh, that I would hum to myself and uh, I actually record a lot of things on my iPhone just like when they come to me um, so so I was like singing into my iPhone and and recording it and then um, just singing the melody in my head like in the car throughout the day and it came time to write some lyrics to it, and I went through about, I would say, two or three revisions before I actually got to something that I thought was worth something. And the uh, the funny thing about it is, is that's kind of what the song's about, is uh, just what, you know, trying to really get to the heart of, of what is actually worth something in, in this life, and and um, and just figuring out how to live for those things. Um, so it's it's a pretty meaningful song for me. Uh, just today, actually, uh, a new fan that was at our show on Sunday, we opened for Reggie in the Full Effect. I actually put a, a small ensemble together to to play that show, and um, she tweeted today that that she thought Statues was the best song of ever. So <laughs> so that was that was nice to hear. Um, the song "Shore" uh, is another one that really cuts deep in in my uh, like innards, I guess. Um, it was a it was an interesting song to write as well. the The process that I that I use to write songs now is is a lot different. I used to be in rock bands for years, way too long. Now I'm not going to say how long because that's going to date me, but um, but uh, so I was writing songs collaboratively, collaboratively with a lot of other people, and it was basically two guitars, a bass, and drums. Well, as I've been demoing songs for this new project, they've all kind of started with like these dance beats at first, and then uh, I'm kind of layering uh, real live drums that I've recorded on top, and then also other instrumentation. Um, and it just kind of morphs into this new thing that that uh, I don't even expect, really. Um, so that's kind of how the song "Shore" was birthed. It it uh, started as like this experiment almost with new sounds and new ways to layer the sounds. And um, 
and the the lyrics kind of kind of mirror that in a way because because they're all about searching for something um, you're not exactly sure what it is you don't even know uh, exactly where it's going to come from but ultimately you find it it just may not be exactly what you expected I think that's a lot about how life is anyway right <laughs> it's totally. it's, I'm finding that as I get older <laughs> Well, you mentioned that you've played rock for years. Well, when I listen to your music, I'm taken back to the classic rock ballads of such great stars as Bob Dylan and Lou Reed. So how would you describe your music? Oh, wow. So I, I describe it as uh, synth folk is what I call it. Um, it that Those are amazing um, comparisons, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, Lou Reed, wow, I haven't heard that, and that that is that means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, it's it's synth folk. I definitely have rock, uh, rock background. Um, I grew up listening to like Super Chunk was probably my favorite band in high school. A lot of Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Jr. Uh, but then also, you know, I kind of have a different another pedigree from the records that I listened to that my parents had. Like, uh, the original cast recording of Jesus Christ Superstar was probably my favorite record that they had. And there are some amazing rock performances on that record, like voices that you wouldn't believe. And uh, just listening to that and, like, the dirty guitar that's in there and the whole narrative of, of the album, it's just, like, blew me away as a kid. and. Um, and I think a lot of that kind of seeps through into what I'm writing, like these stories, but also there's like some dirt and grit in there. And um, yeah, but then also I was listening to like Hang on Sloopy by the McCoys. That was another record they had. So those pop sensibilities kind of sneak in too. So it's a big mess. <laughs> Well, to change the topic a little bit, <laughs> you have a very unique approach to how you use your website and social media. I love that you allow your fans to ask you questions on your website and that you're so frank and open on your Tumblr blog. So tell me more oh, about your social media strategy. Yeah, it's, um, it's growing. I mean, it's, it's evolving for sure. Um, I really just want to connect with people. I think that's the most important thing for me. And I don't want to connect with them by just saying, hey, buy my stuff. Although I do want them to buy my stuff. Like, I want them to buy it and I want them to enjoy the music. I want them to enjoy the things they buy from me. Um, but I want them to know who it's coming from, too. Like, it, to me, it's, it's worthless to... <clears throat> to not have an understanding of where the music's coming from. And I love to do that. I love to research the bands that I like. I like to, to kind of get to know them in a way. And I'm not saying in a creepy way, um, but definitely in a way that, uh, that adds some meaning to the music. And I think with the internet and all the social media that we have available, like why not have more of a story that's spread spread across all these mediums and 
why not interact with people the way they want to interact? Like, I would love for someone to just send me a tweet or a question on uh, whatever, Reverb Nation or, or um, you know, post a reply to one of my blog entries because I would love to have a conversation with them and really get to know what drives them because those stories, along with my stories, are the things that make the music meaningful in the end. <laughs> Is that a strategy? I don't know. It's something. <laughs> I think it's just an approach or a preference. It's how you prefer to use social media and what you want to get out of it, right? It's social media. It's not, <laughs> not anti-social media. It's not spam media. <laughs> right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your music background. I heard you have an interesting story about when you used to take piano lessons. Yeah, so um, my mom, uh, I don't know if it was my idea or if it was her idea. I think it was hers. There was a, a woman in the town I grew up in. It was a small farm town, and she was a widow. And she taught piano lessons to kids in the neighborhood. Um, so, uh, I ended up taking piano lessons with her and she taught me a lot about music and I was really appreciative of that. Um, but in the end, I, I, I knew then even that I just wanted to write songs. I was like, well, I really just want to learn how to play piano so I can write a song. So can you help me do that? And she said that uh, she could help me. And so she gave me some paper, uh, like with the staff uh, printed out on it, and showed me how to write all the notes and, and all the clefs and everything. And so I went home, and I was so excited, and I sat down at the piano we had at home. It was just an old upright piano. And uh, started writing a song. And it was uh, a song inspired by one of my favorite video games, uh, which was Frogger, so the video game Frogger, back in the 80s, late 80s, I guess. And um, and so I wrote this song, and I was very proud of it, and I was very excited to show it to her because, it, you know, her her work was paying off, you know. And so I took it to her, and I played it, and uh, I'll never forget what she said to me. I played the song out, and she, she looked at me, and she said, well, you know, that's not very good. <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> she shouldn't be teaching children. So I was devastated, but as you can see, I've I've continued my writing process. So it wasn't it didn't crush me completely. I guess just made me stronger. There you go. What does what doesn't knock us down and destroy us makes us stronger. <laughs> right. <laughs> well. Since Amuse Now is about artists helping artists, what advice do you have for other indie artists who are trying to make a name for themselves? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a really good question. I've watched some of your videos and seen what other people say to this and uh, have taken some of their advice. Uh, my biggest piece of advice is um, that you just have to persevere. Like, perseverance is the biggest thing and this is a really tough industry. 
as we all know. Um, it's not easy to keep going, especially when you um, feel like no one is kind of on your side, you know. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you care enough about the music that you're making, then um, persevering through the hardest parts or, you know, mundane things that you have to do, uh, budgeting and planning tours and all that stuff, like once you get out on the other side, it's, it's just amazing and there's nothing better than it. So just... I know sometimes you just want to get depressed and stop doing things and whatever. Just don't do it. Just just try to put on that game face and push through it, and uh, everything's going to be okay. As long as you just keep the love for what you do in mind. Well, that was very sage advice, Royal Holland. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I do my best. So what's up next for Royal Holland? Well, I um, I am planning another release soon. Um, hoping to record again soon with uh, Brian Olive, who I recorded with for the first EP. Uh, he's a really great uh, producer and engineer. Uh, has done amazing things that uh, that he never wants to talk about, but I always get him to try to talk about the number one thing being that he recorded with Dr. John, which I can't, like, blows me away. I can't even fathom that. Um, and uh, he's just really good. He He's really helped me through this process of discovering new sound and the new ideas and so, yeah, I'm going to go record five more songs with him. Um, the plan is then to record another EP after that. And then I'm going to uh, collect all those onto vinyl is the idea. And then after that, I actually have about 80% of an LP written, which is going to be a concept album, um, which none of these things are anything people really think about anymore. But... Like I said, the stories and the concepts are really what what are meaningful to me. And so I'm just going to do it and uh, see what people think about it after the fact. It's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. It's good that you're such a great songwriter and you have all these different avenues you can try. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Royal, I had a fabulous time getting to know you today. I had a really great time, too. Thanks so much for having me on. It was my pleasure, and I hope that you keep in touch and let me know about your upcoming EPs and concept albums and vinyl, and we'll do another interview again. Sounds good to me. Well, you have a nice evening. You too. Have a great night. Thanks again. Good night. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about Amuse Now, 
visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon at amusednow.com.